Hello, my friends. This is Andy Hedia coming live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. We are back on. People thought we we, we, we left town. <laughs> well, or that we were just banned when we were in Facebook oh. jail. <laughs> Actually, I think this is the first time I've been out of jail in for, for a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen your post. I went, oh. I had to find your name and go through and see your post. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been on there like crazy schnooks. I've been live like two or three days in a row. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't get the notifications come up and you don't come up on my feed. But we're married. <laughs> How is it you don't get notifications? They block me for, they block you from me? Yes. That's so crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. You're the one who's the ex-Muslim. Uh, yeah, no, Not but I don't say nasty things about the president. That <laughs> <laughs> puts you in Facebook jail. I don't talk about the, you know what, the V word. Yeah. And I don't talk the B word. <laughs> yeah, no, we weren't in jail. We were busy. We had, um, I had men's conference on Saturday, yes. homecoming with Kelly. And then we, we had home church on Sunday. Home church on Sunday. We, we went late. Yes. We went really, really late on our home church. So much fun. It was, it was a good awesome. time. But we have a hundred people here. It felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 30-ish. 30-ish? Yeah. That was awesome. It was. It was beautiful. I thought we were only going to have like three people. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Just that you mean one person other than us? Yes. <laughs> oh. So check us out on resurrectministry.com. You can find all of our content there, including Andy's Fearless Man podcast, my show Remnant Rising. Uh, check out the new books that we recommend. I uh, hope you'll find some uh, good reading there. You could also drop us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And if you care to donate, there's also a little donate button. And it now pops out. It's a little pop out. Nice. Yeah. Just to remind folks. <laughs> Very good. Hey, you may see a little bit more movement out of us, a little bit more shaky, shaky. We got a little new setup here in our, <laughs> in our studio. And uh, just like Michael, um, you can comment and say hi, just like he did. Hi, Michael. Good evening. Uh, let us know uh, where you're watching from. Yeah, Michael, uh, what city are you in, by the way? Yep. And if you have any comments about anything that we're reading from uh, Charles Spurgeon or anything we're talking about, feel free to comment, and uh, we would love to hear from you. And it would we would really encourage you to do it because it really helps us if you do that. All right. So we're reading from Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, and the reference is Second John two, and it says, "Because of the truth which lives in us." and will be with us forever. Amen. Charles Spurgeon says, Once the truth of God makes an entrance into the human heart and subdues the complete person to its power, no human power on earth or demonic power from hell can dislodge it. Thank God. We entertain God's truth, not as a guest in us, but as the master of the house. This is a Christian necessity. For someone who does not believe this is not a Christian, those who feel the living power of the gospel and who know the power of the Holy Spirit as he teaches, applies, and seals the Lord's word in them, the word in them should sooner be torn into pieces than be torn away from the gospel of their salvation. A thousand godly blessings are bundled together with the assurance that the truth will be with us forever. And that it will be our living support, our dying comfort, our rising song, and the eternal glory. This is a Christian privilege. For without these gifts of mercy, our faith would have little value. 
Some earthly rudimentary truths are simply lessons for beginners who ultimately outgrow and leave behind, but we must not treat God's divine truth in the same way. For although it may be sweet food for babies, it is also powerful meat for adults in the highest sense imaginable. The truth that we are sinners is always painfully with us to make us humble and vigilant while the more blessed truth that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved is continually with us as our hope and joy. The experiences of life, rather than loosening our hold on the doctrines of grace, instead of bound them to us more and more firmly. Our motives and reasons for believing have only been strengthened and are more numerous than ever. And we have reason to expect that we'll continue until, in death, we will finally embrace the Savior in our arms. Once this abiding love for truth is discovered in us, we are then obligated to exercise that love. And the circle of our gracious sympathy must not be narrow. For the loving communion of our hearts should flow far and wide, extending, extending as widely as God's gift of election. As the truth we share is received by others, we must realize they may mix it with a great deal of error. Thus, may we make war on the error while still loving our brother for whatever level of truth we have seen in him. Above all, may we love others while dedicating ourselves to spread God's truth. Wow. Hmm. You know, it makes me kind of think about the, the men's conference that I was at on Saturday, uh, that we were in a room of thousands of men. And I, I, I talked to a few of them, and everybody was kind of in that different spot of their faith. Oh, right. Some newbies. We had some that gave their life to Jesus Christ there at the, at the oh, conference. Nice. Um, surely, you know, I was with um, Jim and he was, you know, he's as mature, mature Christian, Christian and I'm somewhere <laughs> in the middle. And uh, everyone could not have been nicer, no matter where you were. Uh, and it just, it, it's a great place just to be with men, regardless of where they're at in their walk. Oh, if maybe they so even, true. I mean, even in our, on our Monday um, uh, home, not home church, what do we call it? Life group. Life group. Um, we have a gentleman that just joined the group and he's been a Christian all of maybe a couple weeks. Yep. And, uh, and he's hungry for the Lord. And I saw him today at church when I was there. I just, uh, they have a little cafe in our church and went there for breakfast. And there he was sitting in the church reading uh, from a book and so meeting, meeting with one of the pastors. So happy to hear that. So that's awesome. What'd you get from this? A number of things. So I find that the truth from Laquinta, okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the truth, I, I talked about this last week about saying the truth with love, and uh, I've been meditating all week on God's commandments not to have any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, and I realized that I just got in the middle of a debate that I shouldn't have gotten into, but then the response from people uh, was just horrible and it just epitomizes this this admonition from Spurgeon which is like remember some people are less advanced than you and try to correct the error without being toxic and having mm -hmm. unwholesome things come out of your mouth but what also struck me is I find as I try to draw closer to the Lord the promise of glory and eternity 
becomes clearer to me mm-hmm. and my life here becomes less significant. I feel like I, I am so longing for the eternal presence of the Lord that it makes it easier to overcome the sin and flesh in this world when that longing um, grows. So that's just been, that's something that I've just realized over the past couple of weeks is that um, I feel like my, as my heart expands and my compassion expands and my patience cons- uh, expands, a lot of that is connected to just um, the promise of glory and the mm-hmm. promise of eternity. They don't seem to, it it doesn't seem to immediately be connected, but for me, um, they very much are. I think they are. Yeah? Okay. The other thing I see here is this one sentence, or these these words that are in this devotional that says, gracious sympathy, Mm -hmm. and the circle of our gracious sympathy. And where I saw gracious sympathy was tonight at Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I felt more bad for him than he was like probably so traumatized by doing that, you know? That's what I saw in you. So what happened? We were at Olive Garden for my son's birthday. He's 12 years old today, my middle son. And um, he wanted to be at Olive Garden. So we're there and we, you know, there's how many of us? Eight. Eight. All all eight of us were in one. All eight Falcos. So all eight Falcos were in a restaurant together, sitting at a table. And uh, we had ordered drinks. And so the waiter, unfortunately, (laughs) decided to bring all of the drinks onto one tray. And hold it with one hand. Yeah, with one hand on his left hand, (laughs) leaning over ahead of you. You see where this is going. And for some reason, he's trying to take the paper off of one of the straws. And I'm going, bro, and I'm even thinking, why would you even try to do that with eight drinks? You know, they're not like little tiny, like they're full drinks. Um, iced teas and sodas and, and bubbly water and all kinds of stuff. So it's all on there. And of course, as he's losing control, it it, it, it falls on Hedia and, and more, more, mostly Hedia and a little bit of me and went everywhere. And everybody froze. <laughs> and thinking Hedia was gonna lose all of her crackers <laughs> right there. <laughs> and um, no, you are so filled with glorious graciousness. <laughs> I did. I, my heart went out to him because I felt like he probably hadn't been on that job very long. He was trying to be so nice and he was just like, just stunned that he did it, you know? And he was so, so mortified that it happened, you know? And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's, that is, I mean, it is, it's a, it's the, what the, the graciousness and the mercy and the transformation that the Lord has given me. I cried about it on uh, Mm. Sunday night at our service that the Lord has given me a, a heart of flesh for a heart of stone. And I, I'm just, I'm shocked by it. It's a, it's one of those out of body experiences I have that I just, I often it don't even recognize that the, the person that's in me, my, my sense of compassion and concern for other people is otherworldly. It's, it's the Holy spirit. It's, I cannot mm. take credit for it because I did not, 
know that phenomenon in my life ever. When I heard you say that on Sunday, I, I, you I knew. felt, yes, I felt what you said was just so from your new heart. Yes. Just so grateful. And it, it brought me to tears that on Sunday night too. Like it's right now, I'm just like thinking how, I mean, you're beautiful before to me. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the beauty just now is a glowing light. Um, it was, it's awesome. Thank you. It was, I mean, there was not even a, a there's not even a, like, it wasn't like you had to process like, okay, calm. You didn't, it wasn't like you had to go into the, your, your calming place, whatever <laughs> that would have been. Like you didn't go, okay, don't, punch, don't kick him in the face right now. Um, it was, it, it just went boom into grace, grace. No. Oh, went into grace. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't see that, but it does match. I didn't. I didn't put the two together, but it does match uh, what we, what we were saying on uh, Sunday. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was awesome. Those two things really Why, go together. You. Yeah. So so very cool. Let's hear. Uh, let's read uh, from the scripture, uh, which is two John two because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. And so that's what I mean by focusing on eternity is that truth that truth is that this life is just but a blink of an eye is the truth the entire gospel or the truth of jesus being lord being god well it's the simple gospel that he died for us and that mm -hmm. um by turning to him we are forgiven of our sins and we will have an eternity in his presence you know, I mm -hmm. think it's it's all of the truth. And that's why even Spurgeon says, as each of the, the truths take root in you, your heart expands because you just can't believe this precious gift that you did not earn or deserve has fallen upon you. And you're like, why me and not my neighbor? Or right. why me and, and not my cousin? Or, you know, yeah. it's just such a, it's just such a glorious thing. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, not, you know, somebody that's way nicer. Than right. <laughs> they got more to work with to start off. But that's how he gets all the glory, right? Is that he just takes these two, like, somewhat wretched human beings and turns yeah. them into silly putty. <laughs> A wretch like me. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Okay, cool. Ephesians. Ephesians one thirteen. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, the never-ending permanent seal uh, that you just, you know, you start to, once you try to let go of the things that your flesh is holding on to, you realize that the Holy Spirit can pull you along so much easier. You know, you can go kicking and screaming, but it's so much easier when you just when you just flow with him. Uh, Romans 10, 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Good news, folks. And this is a scripture I had saved for Sunday, which is what I said I was meditating on um, all week. So I wanted to include it because Jim Ryman includes it when he refers to this devotional. And so it's Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers 
for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Like he's saying each of us will reach that, to the perfect man, to the measure of stature, the fullness of Christ, everything that Christ contains, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, Hmm. but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, so each of us being like a joint, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Mm. So we are, we're trying to knit each other together and some have these important roles in the church, but ultimately their role is to build up everybody else so that we're all knit together for what ultimate goal to reach the fullness of Christ in love. Not to reach the fullness of Christ where we're all Pharisees, angry, mean people, condemning other people, but that we are all knitted together in love with endless compassion and mercy for one another and wanting to lift each other up. And that's another thing I loved about our home church is that by giving uh, our friend's testimony that was so moving and she was crying and it was just so real and so raw and so... uh, impactful because it could have been everybody in the room looked at her and was like, that could be me. I mean, there's no, there's no person that could easily be like, Oh, that could never happen because the way she describes her, you know, her spiral downward is just so it just Satan just, you know, Mm -hmm. took a toe and then, you know, drowned her, dunked her head and held her underwater. Um, But just the outpouring of compassion, it, it joined everybody in the room, you know, we all had to not only share in our love and our um, grace for her, but it joined us to one another in that process, which was, which was awesome. Oh, Jan. We had so many people that we didn't know that were there. Yes. We've never met them Nobody else knew either. Nobody else knew. Yes. People would knock on the door. I open the door. I go, hi. (laughs) And they go, we're here. So much fun. We were invited by such and such. And we go, Okay, you're welcome. Come on in. And I remember that happening one night at Mariama's house. She's like, I don't know anybody in this room right now. <laughs> um, but that's the fun part because yeah. that's the Lord's invitation. You know, mm-hmm. he invited who he wanted. And all we did was just say, okay, here, we're going to open our home and, yeah. and you're welcome. And so we, that, that allowed the spirit to move. And, and everybody had a reason how they got there and what they were there for. And that they received what the Lord had for them, right. which was so, so beautiful. And that's what also made me cry, is that softening my heart and opening my home allowed other people to receive the blessings they were waiting for. Hmm. Two of the most um, amazing people that were there. One was a lady that came in um, and said, you trained my dog 10 years ago, <laughs> a decade ago. <laughs> surprised that doesn't happen more often <laughs> considering it happens everywhere we go on the street you know i trade thousands of dogs so it's, yeah. it's not that hard but but yeah that she was told by somebody that that, that morning yeah 
by Stan at church. The guy Laguna named Stan Niguel. that we just met maybe you know a month ago at, at best. Come back in the screen. Oh, sorry, a, a month ago. Um, that uh, met this woman at church the day of, and in best, hey, come over to the, my friend's house. And it turns out that I trained her dog ten years ago. So interesting. The other one was we had a woman that came here from Africa. Yes, passing through, literally here for three days. <laughs> was at a conference with one of our friends, and her our friend said to her, "Hey, I'm going to this home church. Come with me." And she's like, okay. she was so awesome. She was like blown away. She's like, "This is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> so nice to have her." So, so it was like the, this great story of uh, Lisa sharing her testimony. <clears throat> And this, this, and this woman who was here from Africa was so moved from yes. her story that Lisa's never really told before in, in, in public. Never. And uh, now this woman is going to take her story back with her to Africa yes. and share with others. How yes. cool is that? And it was really sweet. One couple, uh, 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 not a couple, two sisters that came together. Also, one of them was saying that uh, she hadn't, she didn't understand alcoholism. She'd never been around it, never drank. Uh, grew up seven day Adventist. So uh, she couldn't understand the process uh, somebody close to her had been going through. And that listening to Lisa, she's like, wow, I didn't, she, it gave her sympathy and understanding for why her loved one was going through a similar struggle. Mm. Uh, and she said that was really important for her to hear. That's awesome. Then we have one couple, uh, that's not who the, the man didn't want to come. Yes. He was uh, he was on the couch watching football and his girlfriend, right? And that yes. wife, his girlfriend said, hey, we're going to this home. Like, I don't want to go. And uh, he, she ends up dragging him over. Yes. And then what happened? He interacts with another lady there. He had survived. He's a survivor of narcissistic abuse. He almost killed him. He had wow. uh, blackout anxiety that was happening to him uh, towards the end every 10 minutes. He couldn't leave the house because he passed out. Um, randomly like so he couldn't drive he couldn't mm -hmm. go to work and uh so the lord when he accepted the lord fell on his knees and asked him to cure him and he was instantly cured he said he had made a, a promise to the lord that he would help anyone man woman wherever they were um that were surviving narcissism and he said that you know this one woman started talking about how she had survived narcissism and but she had still felt pretty uh broken like there were pieces that weren't coming together for her and he just went over to her and he's like, you're the whole reason I'm here. And then just said a couple of things to her. And she came over to me later crying hysterically. She's saying, no one's ever told me that before. Mm. No one ever explained that. She's like, that's my missing piece. Wow. So good. What does Jan say about that? Uh... Hi, Jan. I told her she's Auntie Jan now. Oh, she's, she's like the Lord dropped her in my life to be like a familiar <laughs> face. I don't even, you know what I mean? I haven't known her other than from our home and yeah. online. But he, she literally, I said, you feel close to me like an auntie, like somebody that yeah. the Lord put there. Like you could depend on this woman. You could ask yeah. her questions. It's just, thank you, Jan. An aunt who makes great brownies. Yes. By the way, I've been eating those still. Those, <laughs> thanks a lot for leaving those. Home, Jan, church, yeah. home church was just wonderful. Every second of the night just filled my heart up to overflowing. Oh, so happy to hear that. I didn't want to go home. Thank you for everything. Our pleasure. Yeah, either did uh, Byron or Melissa Stan, or Stan or Melissa. Yeah. They said we had to kick him out the next morning. Just kidding. We didn't kick him out. Hey, you two. <laughs> hey, you two. Need prayer for husband. His heart is growing weak. Oh, no. 
goes to have cardio shock on Friday. Oh, oh I'm wow. sorry to hear that. We will definitely pray for him. Carrie, what's your husband's name? Wow. I'd never heard of that, right? That they would plan the cardio shock. Yeah. Never heard of that. That's what I was going over. Like I'm trying to, I thought maybe I was misreading it, but um, going in for cardio, cardio shock. Wow. I've heard of a lot of medical procedures, but I have not heard of that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, I wonder what Eddie. Oh, that's my dad's name. Eddie. My dad's actual name is Edward, but everybody called him Eddie. I just nice. thought that was interesting. Yes. <laughs> and my brother's name's Eddie. Oh, of course. Yeah. One of the sons has to be named the same name, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, we want to do one of your uh, prayers for Eddie. Oh, dear Lord, thank you. Uh, thank you for all that you give us as your children. We are so grateful for the knowledge, the wisdom, the peace, the joy, and the healing, Lord. And we lift up Eddie to you. Uh, Carrie's steady, her wonderful love, um, the partner that you've given her in this life. And we ask that you give him a supernatural healing. Lord, we are believing, we're asking, we're expecting. You say we don't have because we do not ask. So we're asking, Lord, and we're seeking um, your supernatural recovery, your complete healing, uh, so that he doesn't even need the shock on Friday, Lord. Strengthen his heart, for you are the keeper of his heart, Lord. And we ask that you strengthen it with your supernatural power, with your Holy Spirit fire, Lord, that you strengthen his heart with your hands. You are Jehovah Rapha. We put it all in your hands and wait uh, for the coming of that supernatural healing, Lord. And over all of us, Lord, we pray a healing for every illness that we may suffer, that it may not be a thorn in our side, Lord, that it'll be a healing, that we will see that victory and be able to walk um, to walk in that victory that you have promised us. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. <sighs> what else, love? Yeah. You speechless? I am speechless. That's rare. <laughs> That's rare. <laughs> I was just thinking about us men, Eddie included, that, um, you know, that this, the, we just need to be in God's word constantly. Uh, I was thinking about what I we talked about on Sunday and some other, um, and then the men's ret uh, conference on, on on Saturday. There was a, a pastor that, that also spoke about that fact that uh, we are under constant attack, whether yes. it's physically um, or through temptation, uh, the seductress, the seductress um, that we can't you can't take a break. And, and I know that that's really the thing that has really made a difference in my life is that instead of a Sunday religious man um, and, no, and nothing the rest of the week. <laughs> oh, was, quite different yeah, life we have now. I think the only time we don't do a churchy thing is Thursday. <laughs> churchy thing. <laughs> Some kind of churchy thing. Well, we, I, we do our devotional on Thursday yeah. more, more often than not. So we're, we're constant. And that is so important. And that's not enough. Uh, it, we could still do more. That it is the thing that we need to constantly be in because the the attacks are never ending. The arrows that come from uh, not only the devil uh, but from ourselves, as, yes. as we talked about, that we are our own worst our, enemy. Our own worst enemy. So um, just thinking about Eddie. That uh, and it's not because I'm saying he's a bad guy or anything. I'm just saying you know you just you you never know what you're going to go through. 
and that what prayer may be able to do for you. Uh, and the, the fact that you just simply need to be, you need to continually have God present uh, in your life and on the, on the edge of your lips, constantly thinking about his love and praying to him and asking for him to step into your life to make you stronger. Amen. But um, that's what I was kind of just focused on. Like, wow. Um, it's just so true in every aspect. Yeah. Not just in sin, but you know, when you're sick. Uh, what about you? Hug, huggy. <laughs> huggy? Yeah. I was going to say schnookies and it turned into huggy. <laughs> so I tried, to, I tried to make the best of it. <laughs> oh, and he's called um, cardioversion. I, I haven't even heard that expression. Man, your dad's yeah. a, a famous doctor. Yes. Nephrology, <laughs> kidneys, but we always had some. Sorry, our cat's a little distracting down there. I don't know what she's he's doing. Um, but you would have some cardio thing happen during. Yeah, there was always there was because you know uh, dialysis patients are usually end of life patients, so there's mm. always heart failure, kidney failure, liver failure. There's all kinds of disease, and so he'd say, send the so and so cardiologist, send the immunologist, send the infectious disease, blah blah blah. You know so. And I'd sit there and I'd be like, what is that for? Why did you send the cardiologist? Oh, because blah, blah, blah. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. I'll have to look that one up. Cardio version. Yes. But we were, we're praying for yes, a for healing, sure. a recovery. It's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tuesday. You'll be fine by Wednesday in the name of Jesus. Awesome. We'll probably Friday. What did I say? What day did I say? Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. But by Friday. <laughs> yeah, by Friday. It's three days. Come on now. Lord, uh, yes. that's what we're waiting for. For sure. That's what we're expecting. For sure. We're asking. We're knocking. We're seeking. I feel like there's something else that has happened uh, this week since we've been on. Um, Four days. I know. Yeah. We had homecoming with uh, Kelly. That went well. Yes. He, he came home safely and everybody's fine. <laughs> all, all the friends. Uh, all the friends came home that they were with. So that's good. But I really do feel like there was something else that was uh, pretty significant, but um, I can't think of what it is. Hmm. Hmm. Very strange. Oh, well, uh, maybe I'll remember and we'll, we'll talk about it during the next devotional. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I can't remember. All right. I'm going to close this out with an Edify uh, app commercial. Sure. <laughs> we are part of Edify, Hugs. the Christian podcast network, edifi.app. If you can go to the website, download the app, hit subscribe, it would be a great blessing for us. So um, edifi.app. And my article, doing my article this Thursday, it's not, it doesn't have uh, any Christianese in it. I, I regret, I regret that, but I just didn't feel like I didn't, I didn't know where I would put it in and it not be repetitive with this other article I said about being worried about the thought police. So this week is on um, the curtailing of free speech. We're banning free speech and we're banning bad ideas, which just as an American, really, honestly, it's ludicrous. I just can't understand how we got here. I can't understand how our government's conspiring to find ways to ban speech. Like we were the, I mean, the, the KKK rallies that were horrible speech, our government insisted that unless it was causing imminent threats of violence, we wouldn't ban it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't ban the KKK. And now we're suddenly banning P 
people from talking about a injection that if they don't want to take the injection, then that's criminal. Right. It's just unbelievable. You and can't even, you can't even speak the truth of what's happening with the studies and what's happening with people. Nope. The truth is banned. The truth as is disinformation. As disinformation. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, Christianity's next. Yeah. Because if you want to think about anything that is probably the most offensive to an unbeliever, it's the Bible. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God's word. God's word. And Carrie agrees. Things are getting bad. Or they're getting good. Yeah. Because the if they're getting that bad, it means that something good's about to happen. Yes. Uh, and pastors are getting censored. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. It is absolutely happening. Um, so, okay. That's it. Then that's it for us. We yes. love you guys. And Take care. Uh, we'll continue to pray for Eddie. And, yes. And ask everybody who's watching, whether you're watching now or during the, the replay, uh, Carrie and her husband, Eddie, would appreciate it. All right, my friends. We God, love bless. You. God bless. Bye. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.